Recently, I saw some footage, video footage, of a high school long-distance cross-country runner who had some sort of medical issue almost to the finish line. She had some sort of severe problem, and she was on the ground rolling around, and, and she got up on her knees and kept crawling. She pushed herself to get across that finish line as it turned out her team made the state championship or won the state championship because she did just that she pushed on today in our look at philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 16 Paul is telling the Philippians about pressing on. He's say, saying, not that I've already gotten there, but forgetting what is behind, I press on. It's just always impressive when we see somebody that regardless of what's going on in their life, they're pressing on. They're keeping, staying on the course and moving forward in spite of the difficulties of life. Let's pray and we'll read these verses together. Heavenly Father, open the eyes and ears of our understanding as your word comes in contact with our hearts and minds. May we be changed. May we be encouraged. May we never be the same again. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Chapter 3, starting with verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. God bless this reading and perceiving of his holy word. Amen. Paul starts off saying, not that I have already obtained this. What What is this? He had just been speaking about how he counted everything as a loss in life compared to knowing Jesus. And then he went on and said in verses 10 and 11 that he wanted to know him and know the power of his resurrection, meaning Jesus, and that he might share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. He said that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection. Then he said, as we just noted in the opening part of verse 12, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. Now, his salvation was secure, so he's clearly not talking about that. His whole goal here, and Paul's goal over and over throughout all of his writings in Scripture, is Christ-likeness, for Christ to be formed in him and in others. And that indeed is God's goal for each of us. Nowhere is that stated more clearly than in Paul's letter to the church at Rome, where he said, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. 
And so he, he predestined us. That was his plan for you and for me, for all who are in Christ, that we would be shaped into the likeness of Christ. And so Paul is saying, man, I, I'm not there yet, but uh, I'm not perfect. But he said, you know what I am doing? He said, I'm pressing on. Uh, we need to press on in life. And it's so impressive when we see somebody that, that just gets up off the ground and keeps going, they get thrown off the horse, but they don't let that keep them down. They get right back on the horse and they keep going. They're pressing on to make it my own. He said to make it my own, to make that Christ likeness true in his life. Now, he couldn't make that happen because God saved him. He can't make himself like Christ, but as he yields himself, as you and I yield ourselves to God, God will form Christ's likeness in us. But to get there, we have to press on. That is, we, we have to keep going after the goal every day. Our life in Christ is not about saving us from hell. Yes, that's there, and yes, that's important. But the goal is in our whole relationship with God is that we would live lives that honor God, and there's no way we can honor God better than to become like Christ. And and basically, it's like John the Baptist said, he must increase, meaning Jesus, and I must decrease. More of Christ, less of John the Baptist. Same thing for Hollis, same thing for you. More of Christ, less of us. So Paul is pressing on. And why? He said, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. We, we are his. We have been bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. He's made us his own. We're compelled to press on in Christ, not to sit still, not to be satisfied with a little bit of knowledge and barely being saved, but growing in Christ. He says, he reaffirms that in verse 13. He says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. In other words, he said, I'm not considering that I've done this, but you know what I do? He said, one thing I do, I forget what lies behind and strain forward to what lies ahead. There is absolutely nothing you and I can do to change what lies behind us. And there's nobody listening to this, and certainly not the speaker here, who can not look back and see some, some damage and see some tragedy in our lives where we didn't press on, where we didn't do things God's way. We were doing things our way. But he says, I don't wallow in that. He said, I forget what lies behind. I'm letting go of that. The things that I used to think important, the things that the world thinks of as important, he said, man, I'm, I'm forgetting all that. I'm letting go of that. And I'm straining forward to what lies ahead. And then he says it again, and I love it. He said, I press on. To press on is to, to push into Christ, to, to wrestle with ourselves. Again, we're not talking about to, to be in a relationship with God. Salvation is a free gift by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Nothing we can add to salvation, but salvation is the entry level where we start pressing on towards Christ's likeness. That's the, that's the main step is salvation, and without it, 
we get nowhere, but we can't just be saved and stop there. So he said, I press on toward the goal. And what is that goal? The goal is to become Christ-like for the prize of the upward call of God. God is calling us up, up higher. He said, for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, not in us. This is not about us. Over and over and over in Scripture, we see this is just not about us. It's all about him. It's all about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one true God. And so he's saying, God got an upward call on my life to go from where I am to a higher place. And, and there's a prize for that, in, and that prize in part is that, that God has certain honors that we don't know exactly how that works that are a part of his kingdom. We, we'll all have all that we need in the heavenly kingdom, the new Jerusalem, but he's calling us upward, and he's calling us upward in Christ Jesus, not in our strength, but in the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he said, as we get to verse 15, he said, let those of us who are mature think this way. In other words, those of us who have, have sought after this goal and been pressing on, we, we know this is right. We know this is the call God has placed on us. He said, if anything, if any of you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. In other words, you may not get this at an earlier part in your Christian walk, but he said, as, as you go along, you're going to see this. God's going to reveal it to you that he's not satisfied for us just to stay where we are. Uh, we, we need to be mature in our thinking and mature in our growing, and God will make that clear to you. He said, God will reveal that also to you. In other words, he, he's gotten the picture, and now he's praying, and he knows that God will, in fact, answer that prayer and give that picture to you as well. And then he says a beautiful and a con convicting statement in verse 16 as we close these few verses we're looking at today. He said, only let us hold true to what we have attained. You know, always digging for more when we're not living out what we already have cannot be it can be a good thing but it can also not be a good thing and in fact it's not good at all if we're not living out what God's already given us why do we need more of Christ when we're not living what Christ has already given us so he said uh, let's hold on to what we got let's remember that our salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, that there's nothing we can do to be saved, that we can't add anything to the finished work of Christ, and that God has called us to live in a unified relationship uh, with him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through Christ. He said those are some basic things, but he said let's hold on to those while we press on for the, the deeper things of God as God reveals them to us and we start to, to get that picture. So what we're seeing here today is that first we're not created uh, and not saved just to be saved. We're saved in order to qualify us for a relationship with God because God is holy and can have nothing to do with sin. 
and then we're we're brought close through the blood of Christ. We're brought close. We're, we become a part of the family. But we got to keep going. We got to press on. We've got to leave what's behind, forgetting that, and press on to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, where He's calling us into a closer, deeper, more committed, more focused relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, where we become less and He becomes more. And he says, I press on to, to get this. And he said, hey, if some of you don't get this right now, then just ask God, and he's going to show you. You're going to see. Uh, and he said, but here's the one thing I want to be sure and mention. He said, let's don't forget to live out what we already know. Let's live that out to the fullest while we're going on with Jesus to a higher level. Amen. God bless you and keep you. And I look forward to us getting back together, Lord willing, tomorrow. Take care.